In love, God has given you the victory he has won for you. Now, again, we are continuing what God has made it possible for us to do as those who belong to his body. We know that when Jesus died on the cross, he dealt with every negative that can afflict the lives of his people. In other words, he won the victory for us. And Paul says that God always leads us in his triumphant procession in Christ Jesus. God always leads us in triumph. You wouldn't imagine that God would want to lead you in failure, in fear, in defeat. No, God wants every one of us to be overcomers. And of course, you only become an overcomer if you have things to overcome. And Jesus warned the disciples, in this world you will have trouble, you'll have tribulation, you'll have great trouble. Why? Because the world is opposed to the gospel. And the God of this age, the devil, he is at work in the world all around us. That is obvious. We, we know the standards of the world are very different from the standards of God's kingdom. It's uh, very strange that this idea of living in victory and living in triumph is a problem to so many Christians. They speak almost as if we're not supposed to live in victory. We're not supposed to live in triumph. They can even speak critically of those who do live in victory or who do speak of victory. It's as if people think that to be humble means that you live in failure and defeat. Well, Jesus was humble <laughs> and nobody could have the same humility of heart that he did, but he certainly didn't live in failure or defeat he lived in total victory during his ministry and even the cross which looked as if he was had been defeated became his greatest moment of triumph because there he triumphed over all sin, over all sickness, over all Satan and even over all those things of self that can be in opposition to his plan and purpose. So let's get rid of any negative attitude towards this idea of being triumphant. People, you know, have said to me, you sound as if you're triumphant. I said, well, I'm not, uh, I don't make any apology for that because we're supposed to be triumphant. God always leads us in his triumphant procession. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to apologize for sounding like a person of faith that you're speaking God's will, you're speaking God's purpose over all the circumstances of your life. Okay, now, what we need to do is to be intensely practical. We know that Jesus has won the victory. We know that he gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what the word of God says. We know that he wants to lead us in triumph in Christ Jesus. So how does all that get translated into practice? It begins, according to God's word, with what you say. 
Jesus said, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, God has given us all kinds of spiritual weapons, and there's scriptures that you will look at that will tell you this. Uh, He has has equipped us in every way to be able to overcome in the circumstances of our lives. So we are equipped with the anointing that God has given us. And we know that if we're going to exercise authority and to see the power of God released in our lives, then we're going to have to be submitted to his authority. That means that we uh, need to be submitted to his word. And, and early last week in, the, in these uh, devotions, we saw how we need to be devoted to God's word, submissive to God's word, that therefore we are speaking God's word over our lives and over our circumstances. I found over the years that the most powerful and effective form of prayer for other people is simply by speaking the word of God over their lives, asking the Holy Spirit to give us the right scriptures to speak over the lives of particular individuals, particular situations. Why? Because the word of God does not return to him empty, but it fulfills that for which he sent it. So it's not simply us deciding what to speak, but God giving us the words to speak over a situation. And this is the power of the words of Scripture. Jesus says, my words are spirit and life. So you see, you can speak the words of the Spirit in the power of the Spirit because of that divine nature that you have, that spiritual nature that you have, so that then the life and the power of God that is in those words can impact the lives of other people. Of course, you speak those same, uh, you, you do this same thing by speaking the word of God over your own life. I speak many words of God over my life every day. Uh, why? Because I keep my life under the word of God so that the, what, the truth of the word can impact what is going on in my life day by day, day by day. Yes, like you, I have to face all kinds of trials, temptations, tribulation, difficulties, but God always gives us the grace to overcome. Now, you see, what the scripture says, what James says about the tongue, for example, is that you can't one minute be speaking fresh water and another moment salt water that each spring has to be of a particular kind, each spring of water. Now, we are to be speaking according to the, the water of life that flows from God's throne. That's good. It's positive. It's the word of God. It's the truth of God. And we need to be speaking that word over ourselves, over our circumstances, over others, because that's what we believe. Listening to what the Holy Spirit is telling us, speaking that which he gives us to speak, and then doing what he tells us to do, exercising that spiritual authority he's given us, using those spiritual weapons that he has made available to us so that we can pull down the strongholds of wrong thinking, the strongholds of wrong speaking, the strongholds of wrongdoing in our lives, that the enemy isn't allowed to have any stronghold in our lives whatsoever, but that we are living in the freedom and in the power of God. So, beloved, we need to be careful what we say. 
You see, the scripture teaches us that our words are like seeds. You speak the word of God, you're sowing good seed. And that good seed, when it's watered by the, by the faith and life and power of the Holy Spirit, that will bring forth the fruit that we want to see in that situation. But we can also speak from our human nature. We can just speak about the problems. We can speak about our feelings. We can speak about uh, things in a negative way. And it doesn't make sense for us to come to a time of prayer and speak the word of God in the power of the Spirit. But then outside the time of prayer, we're speaking from our human nature. We're speaking according to our feelings. We're speaking according to our fears. We're speaking according to our doubts. To do that means that we are double-minded. And the scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from God. No, if we're to use effectively all these resources that God has made available to us, the resources of his love, the resources of his authority and of his power, the resources of the spiritual weapons that he's made available to us, if we're going to use all those things in the way that God intends, then we are going to have to be consistent in what we say. That whether we're speaking uh, outside of a prayer time or when we're speaking within the prayer time, we're speaking the same things that we know need to be said. So, beloved, this is such an important, such an important and yet such a simple thing. Jesus says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The only way that we can determine what is in our heart, what we truly believe in our hearts, is by listening to what we say. I sometimes think it would be quite a, a thing to have to carry around with you a, a, a recorder that recorded all your words all day long and then at the end of the day sit down and, and have to listen to what you've said during the course of the day. How much of that would have been human and how much of it would have been the divine nature? Well, I leave you to answer that for yourself. But we can see that it's so important to submit the human nature to the divine nature, to submit the flesh to the spirit, to deny the flesh in order to walk in the spirit. We can see that it's so important to submit our own natural thinking to the mind of Christ that we have in the spirit. It's so important for us to speak that which is good and that which is right. And when we consistently are doing that, then we are able to speak to mountains and command them to move. It's no use doing that, you know, in a time of prayer. And then as soon as the prayer time's ended, you're speaking about the mountain as if it's still there and it hasn't been moved. That's just a demonstration of the fact that, well, we might have been doing the same thing mechanically, but we weren't doing it really with faith from the heart. Now, I know, I know, I know that there are so many situations where we have to persist in prayer, we have to prevail in prayer. Why is that? Is it because God is deaf when we start to pray? No, no, not at all. What, what I've learned over the years is that when we start to pray about a situation, often we're not in the place of faith where we need to be. But as we consistently pray, as we consistently speak, uh, the word of God over those situations, then faith begins to rise up in us. Why? Because faith comes from hearing the word of God. And let me tell you, you need to hear yourself speaking the word of God because then faith will rise up within you. That sometimes we need to persist in prayer because 
those are situations in which God is building up our faith, building up our expectation so that we really will see the victory and the overcoming power of God. Having said that, I believe that what God is going to do as a result of these three weeks and what he does subsequent to that is we're going to see so much, so many more ready answers to prayer, so many more mountains moved, so many more miracles happening, so many more healings of a major nature taking place and taking place readily, immediately, because God is building up the body, because God is building up our faith within the body, because he wants us to walk in triumph and because he wants us to be those who are living in his victory. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 